That's Glenn Brown and uh, a track on Axis Monday Records and uh, Jehovah Come is the title of it. And before that it was The Vaults, as I say, from Stone Market and the third from them, which was, oh, I've done all of that, haven't I? And uh, another email from Sheikh Ackerman. I always thought Sheikh was a kind of title, like Lord or something. I suppose it's like being called Duke Ellington or Earl Bostick or something like that. And uh, Sheikh Ackerman says, uh, has sent us a photograph of Kid 606 that he took it. So now, that's not the bloke I spoke to. That's rather disappointing because I can't go around saying to people now, because I was talking to that Kid 606. I could go and say, wouldn't they? They wouldn't know, would they, really? But he did have a beard, the bloke I suppose. He could have shown
Since then had an insane flow, sunny. Walking to the corner, rhyming in the rain, nose runny. Break dancing, maybe ten. Bummy is when sub rock would run up handspring, Arabian summy. Ooh, like a Hong Kong fooey kick. Or a weekend afternoon, karate movie flick. Slept good, no justice, no peace. Woody kept it a hoodie, never discussed it with police. Shot the fair when nobody ran to get the gat or felt they had to put it up in their raps to set it fat. And since when lyrical skills had to do with killing the cat? What type of chitlins is that? The supervillain has the bat, hydrotonic. Whoever willing to ride, provide raw chronic. It's just that I'm old school like that. Roll that rap over souls like that. It's just that I'm old school like that. Roll that rap over souls like that. It's just that I'm old school like that. Roll that rap over souls like that. It's just that I'm old school like that. Roll that rap over souls like that.
And a couple of emails here, one from uh, Sheikh Ahmed, who was in touch with us last night, and uh, he's saying, uh, I was wondering about uh, the name Sheikh, because I thought it was a kind of title, not a name, but he assures me that it is his name, and he says uh, we should hook up and hold an ambassador's party, really enjoying all the selections you're playing from the Renegade Hardware label, play something noisy and stupidly fast. Well, the next thing sort of qualifies, Qualified. and uh, an email also uh, from Stuart Gill. What about you,
A woman's voice said my presence is needed. It is urgent. Groggy from sleep, I fumble for something to write with. I say the address out loud. Repeat to remember, remembering to repeat. The clock says 2.30. I stumble into my pants, turn on the radio, nothing's on. I light a cigarette and sit in the dark, listening to the distant folds of static. A soundtrack to the shadow play of Rain Street window panes. I shuffle a layer of papers from the foot of the bed into a briefcase. Find the car keys in my coat pocket. Close the door, locking it quietly behind me. My high beams point south on the misty ribbon of Coastal Road. I navigate between the squeal and thunk of windshield wipers, ignoring the siren's songs in the briny void. A stabbing pain behind my left eye. I light another cigarette, bring the medicine into my lungs to extinguish the pain. In the distance, the wobbly eye of a broken-down lighthouse cuts the fog with its silvery beam. I search the radio dial, nothing on save for the sizzle of storm static. On the side of the road, a sign materializes in the fog. I slow down, pull into a driveway, roll past an abandoned guard shack. Gravel kicks up under the car. A sign on a tree points down the hill. I park and cut the engine. The radio static goes silent, replaced by the rain on the roof. I push open the car door, clutch my briefcase and step into the rain. At the end of the path is a bungalow cradled in distant foghorns. Its windows radiate a cathode glow. The path takes me past a row of ghostly radio towers, stretching upwards like frozen moonpipes. Wind hisses through its aerial struts in the milky black. Over a doorway, a gooseneck light fixture spills a swaying arc of light filled with suspended raindrops. The surf pounds the beach below, becoming thunder inside my head. A wet wind wraps my legs in its icy tendrils. I stumble into the light and knock below a sign at eye level, unable to make out what it says, possibly a foreign language. The door opens a crack. A short woman nervously peers up at me, studying my face. Behind her, a male voice mutters something. She opens the door wide and nods for me to enter. I notice the acrid smell of burnt coffee and warm bakelite. The nervous lady takes my hat and coat and disappears with them. A wall of electron tubes separates two rows of men in pinstripe vests and sonar headsets, serenely tapping messages in code, broadcasting them into the briny ether. Rain pelts the windows like a thousand giant locusts, skittering on black glass. The milky, globe ceiling lights flicker then dim to brown, casting the room in a sepia pallor. Suddenly, empty darkness. Creaking floorboards and the muted hum of foreign signals weave a fragile illusion of the room. The silver lighthouse beam cuts through the window, sweeping the room causing shadows to spill and bend, 
inducing a spell of seasickness. The tapping men in headsets are now statues still. They no longer contain life but are mannequins wearing garish masks frozen in the electron glow, as if posed in a bomb test site. Panicked, I look down. My hand is on the doorknob, but the door is on the far side of the room. I try to move toward it, but it occurs to me that each step will take years. Suddenly I'm outside in the torrential rain, pulling behind me a train woven from glassy hiss and signal static. I scramble across a network of wooden catwalks crossing the lunar bluffs. I arrive at the dilapidated lighthouse out of breath. I circle the structure looking for a way inside, but there are no doors or windows. The facade is glassy smooth like the hull of an airship. I happen upon a ladder bolted to the lighthouse and begin to climb. I reach the wobbly silver light and am blinded by a thousand brilliant moons. My eyes are seared shut, but to my astonishment I'm still able to see. Disoriented by my new vision, I have difficulty climbing. I look down and watch parts of my body drop off. Each one slowly descends, falling through the carpet layer of clouds below. Above me are two moons, reclining against velvet black, speckled with the clear sound of stars. I resume climbing, pulling myself upward into the undulating noise of the milky black above.
thing I was trying to remember to say a couple of lengths ago was to thank uh, Shake, who has been mentioned several times in this programme, as I say, over the past week, few weeks, uh, for the photograph that he sent us of the pig and myself in Barcelona. And uh, she looks gorgeous as always. I look
an email here from uh, our new friend, Shake, who's coming along to tomorrow night's thing at Maid of Al. I'm looking forward to seeing him. And Shake, if you're still with us, uh, if you could bring the record, I'll play it in tomorrow night's programme, because uh, he has a copy of the House of Usher's Shades, as mentioned earlier on in the response to an email sent by somebody else who wasn't here more than anything else in the entire world. And uh, he's also provided us with some information about Shake. Shake, 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 Shake,